According to the bio he wrote, Gabriel Rutledge is one of North America's finest touring stand-up comics. He has appeared on Comedy Central and is a past winner of the Seattle International Comedy Competition. Christy Rutledge is one of North America's finest stay-at-home moms. They have three kids, they're married, they swear a lot, they're the Rutledges. It's another episode of the Rutledges, another episode of the Rutledges, another episode of the Rutledges, and here's my co-host, Christy. Hello. Which nobody can deny. You sang the tunes to like 12 songs just now. It's like when uh, Alexa malfunctions. I'm just going through all the freaking songs. She just lit up. I saw her. Shut up, Alexa. Not now. Uh, I'm sitting here. I just did my taxes. I'm not bragging, but I'm a citizen. I pay ta- Well, I do my taxes. I don't pay them. Uh... And, uh, you know, I don't know if you guys remember, it was a long time ago. I was on Comedy Central in 2009. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't say that when people introduce me. I don't say it when they're like, what do you want for your intro? I don't say, um, just Comedy Central in 2009. I say Comedy Central like it happened last week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I uh, I had forgotten until I had to do my taxes. I got I got paid this year. A Comedy Central residual. Um, How much? Uh, it's pretty exciting because, you know, money can be tight during these coronavirus times. Mm-hmm. And uh, I haven't even cashed it yet. So this is <gasps> our savings. How much? This is our college fund. This is our emergency fund. This is everything. This is good. 0.01 million dollars. Is that what that means? 0.01 million dollars? One fucking penny. One cent. I mean, it costs them more to print the check Assholes. and mail it to you. <laughs> I sad, think you should deposit that. The sad thing is, is mm-hmm. like, you know what? I will deposit it. I think you should. The sad thing is, uh, I think like years ago, they used to be three cents. So <laughs> five years from now, it'd be like a half penny. A hay penny. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I that's pretty. I think you should uh, deposit that. I, I will. Mean... Why not? Sorry. Yeah, I don't really understand how the uh, how it works. I don't understand because uh, that was I had to sign up for the APCA. Is that what it is? AFTRA. Yeah, AFTRA Union to be a part of that. But there's no residuals ever. And then I did another show that it was also AFTRA, but it paid way less and it had no travel or anything. And that one I've probably made two, three, four grand by this time. Comedy.tv. Yeah, I don't understand. I keep making money from Comedy.tv. You know and what? It's an awful, awful show. <laughs> you should start seeing. Well, I was with. I I performed with Tiffany Haddish in on Comedy Central. <laughs> Wasn't she on your episode? Yeah. And, you know. We're both kind of taking a break from comedy right now, <laughs> but uh, we're still in the business, the two of us, yeah. and um, we haven't talked since that day, but I feel like we have a bond. Oh, clearly. I mean, she's probably like, I wonder what Gabriel Rutledge is up to. 
She was like, she ready. <laughs> Gabe's ready. So, um, you know, this makes the perfect segue into what I have planned for the episode. We're um, known for our segues. Mm-hmm. I wish we had segues like Paul Blart Mall Cop. Paul, he is good on the Segway. Paul Blart Mall Cop is so fucking funny. I don't, I don't, I'm not even being sarcastic. Like no, when that movie came it. out, it was so blasted for being like just the stupidest. You know, look, it's like a family comedy, but it's hilarious. <laughs> it's so funny. Yes. It's hysterical. I even enjoyed the second one. I know. I thought it was so funny. Kevin James is a gifted physical actor. He is a gifted everything. Because then we watched. We watched Here Comes the Boom. That was so funny. Here Comes the Boom. Great movie. I loved that. Terrible title. It's a stupid title. But it was so funny. The premise is like he needs to earn money for the school or something. So he enters like. Uh, WWE. No, that's wrestling. No. MMA. Oh, MMA, yeah. <laughs> because even the loser will get like 50,000. Is that what it was? Mm, anyway. I don't know. But so he's got to pick his song to like come out to. And like he picks that like here comes, here the, comes boom. the boom. But then somebody's playing it. The per- first guy who goes out's playing it. So he lets his coach pick and he picks some Neil Diamond. And it just made me laugh. Uh, Spoiler alert. (coughs) I did. I probably just ruined the whole movie for everyone. I'm sorry. There goes the boom. I loved that movie. I thought it was so good. Um, All right. So. I hope the topic is about Kevin James. No. Oh. What career is right for me? A career aptitude test. All right. All right. You ready? I am. I'm kind of in between careers right now, so this is really good for me. Okay. If you overheard a manager talking with a colleague, which of these words would you feel most flattered by if you heard them used about you? Okay. Amenable, rigorous, tough, intuitive. Well, I feel like if they said amenable, I would come home and I'd be like, Christy, the boss called me amenable. Is that good or bad? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Let's hear the list one more time. Amenable. 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 I got it. Rigorous. Tough. Intuitive. I guess I'll go tough and intuitive. You only get one. Oh. Intuitive. Which of these virtues would you say you have the most of? Amenableness. Flair, empathy, leadership, strength. Oh, God. I mean, you are known for your flair. Why is there no all of the above? It's like my personal bio you just read. Okay, flair. Empathy. Empathy. Leadership. Leadership. Strength. Strength. How come intimacy isn't on there? <laughs> you can write your own quiz. Um, I'm just trying to get sex worker for my <laughs> career I should have. Um, I don't have fucking flair. <laughs> so that's out. What were the other ones? Empathy, leadership, 
Strength. Mm. Empathy. Okay. <clears throat> if you have to do something you find rather boring, what might you do to make it more interesting? Tell a joke with coworkers while I get it done. Challenge myself by seeing <laughs> how hard I can work at it. Analyze why it's boring and make adjustments. Nerd. If I find something boring, I quit. Well, I have quit. Mm -hmm. I'm not above quitting. But uh, I guess I'd make a joke. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't challenge yourself by seeing how hard you can work at no, it. I'm not applying to be a fucking dork. I'm trying <laughs> How many things do you make, like, the champion of throwing the ball up? Oh, that's a good point. Is that what that means? Like, like I, you know, I'll, like, lay on the on the floor and, like, uh, throw a tennis ball at the roof. But if it touches the roof, I get no points. But the closer to the roof it goes without touching, if I catch it, I get... Okay, change it to that one. Okay. When I was a kid, I was the bounce the basketball off the wall champion at my house. Uh I won a lot of uh, kick a field goal into the woods competitions. It's not letting me change. All right. <laughs> it's locked in. That's fine. That's fine. We all know what it's going to be. Work hard or play hard. My work is play and vice versa. Both, both in moderation, work. You know, I don't even consider it a... Uh, I'm uncomfortable saying it, but I actually do work pretty hard. Okay. Um, do you think I play hard? No. No? No. What is playing hard? I don't know. Like, you never... I just played badminton tonight. I know, but you never just, like... sit and like just do nothing or play a stupid like you'll play a stupid game for like 10 minutes but you're always like well i gotta email this club and call this club and well sure in a different time i'm saying work okay well that's what i said initially too but it's not like i don't play i know how long would you like to work ideally at a single task I don't have set times. All my tasks run simultaneously. That's your answer. I know. <laughs> I like to change over every hour or so. A job per day suits me. I like a long-term work plan. Oof. I don't like any of those. Um, I think a job per day suits you. You think so? I don't know. I guess. I, 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 yeah, I'll say that because that's one of the things... Because comedy is a long-term work plan, and it's exhausting. Mm -hmm. And delivering groceries is so simple and addicting. <laughs> like, I get a ding. My phone <laughs> makes a noise. It's like gambling <laughs> that you have to work for. But it's like, when you win a slot machine, they're not like the coins are around the building. you got to go load the car <laughs> yourself. But uh, it, it is, it's like work gambling. I get a ding, so I get that a little, little rush. I accept the job. I go. Maybe they'll tip me. Like, I didn't work today, but like $18 worth of tips from a different time showed up. That's exciting. So there's like the simple. Okay. I'm with that. The simple. Uh, okay. 
When you're presented with a new task, what do you prefer to do? Crack on it? Crack on with it at once. Crack on with it? Was it is this a British I don't know. Quiz? Look at the brief and see where I can make improvements. Make sure I've been fully briefed as to what to expect. There's a lot less briefing in my line of work. <laughs> Put it to the back of my mind for a few days and let my subconscious come up with solutions. Oh, that's, that's me. That's me. My subconscious is busy. It's got a lot of shit to okay. figure out. If you had to nominate a hero, would she, he most likely be a sports person, a business tycoon, an artist, a civil rights leader? Hero was the word? <laughs> Not sports. No. It's interesting because I... I mean, I feel like I want to say civil rights because I want to be a good person. But there's no, like... I don't know who our civil rights leaders are. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say... I can, I, was one of them artist? I'm going to say that, especially things that I don't do. Like people who write books. Yeah. Things like that are just so impressive to me. Would you say you cope well with stress? I don't allow myself to become stressed. I'm actually best dealing with other people's. I never get stressed because I rigorously eliminate all potential for it. Oh, for God's sake. I don't actually know what stress is. I want to know what stress is. I think you're, I'm actually best dealing with other people's. Yeah, maybe. I had a doctor recently say to me, um, do you have, uh, do you feel like you have a lot of anxiety? And I was just like, are you fucking kidding? <laughs> like, yeah, I got a bit going on right now. I don't know if you turned on a TV or clicked on an article recently, but there's a real shit storm out there, Doc. What kind of moron would be like, no, it's, I've actually, this is the least anxious I've ever been. <laughs> Thought I had AIDS once and that was even more calming. Like, what if, yes, I'm a little, I'm a, I have a little bit of anxiety. If a particular tool or other aid to to your work was broken, what would you do? Design something better to take its place. That ain't happening. Mend it myself. Call the manufacturer. Call maintenance. <laughs> <laughs> if I have work somewhere that has maintenance, I'm calling maintenance. <laughs> Fix it myself. Good God. If a task... <laughs> Slash project has gone badly wrong. Usually. What would you do to fix it? Keep going. These things tend to fix themselves. Not in my experience. Strip it back to basics and start fresh. Call a meeting to establish the precise point where things went awry. Adapt what you've got, incorporating what went wrong. It could lead in interesting new directions. I've just never had a job like this. Um, Think about when you put the shed, when we did the shed, and we were almost done and we realized that part of it wasn't going to work. My suggestion was we needed to take it apart back to that section. Well, we can eliminate that as an option. And you, 
you wanted to just make do. <laughs> well, I would adapt say adapt what you've got, incorporating what went yeah, wrong. Yeah, I'd say that one. Lead. I mean, my whole comedy career has been in poorly put together shed. If you think about <laughs> it, like it's all it looks like a shed, but if you examine it closer, <laughs> it's kind of fucked up. But I'm like, this is what we have. We're making the best of it. Mm-hmm. We're calling this a shed. Yeah. Um. Ultimately. You did take it apart after you tried to fix it I know. a bunch of times. And you had Johnny help you like with the last step, and now he <laughs> thinks he helped put the yeah. shed together. Held up a piece of plastic for 10 minutes. He's like, remember when we <laughs> built the shed? I'm like, really? <laughs> Which of these activities do you think helps you most at work? Talking and listening. Talking. Working in silence. Listening. I know. I I feel like it helps me most to talk at work. <laughs> I think listening would help me at work, but I have trouble with that. I have. I feel like I'm listening. I have active listener face. Mm-hmm. But have you ever like? You have no idea what they're saying to you. No, like if you, especially in old older times where you had to ask for directions, like, hey, where's the Toys R Us or whatever the hell? They'd be like, oh, it's three lights up. You take a left past and Miller like, and I'm like uh-huh 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 and then I get back to the car and you're like where do we go I'm like yeah I don't know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> hmm. working in silence yeah sil- I get a lot done in silence <laughs> what annoys you most in a working environment people who try to take charge people who think they know better than me people who don't listen other people getting in my way I think people who think they know better than me. Okay. If somebody asked you what made you most proud of your work, what would you answer? Seeing the things I've helped to build? Seeing the people that I've helped? Seeing people admire my creations? Seeing things which are better for my ideas? Seeing things which are better for my ideas? Well, that one's out. (laughs) Seeing people admire my creations. Yeah, I guess. Sometimes after I deliver groceries, I'll... <laughs> I mean, it says just, it yeah. says no contact, but if you just, like, kind of wait around, they'll come out. And then I'll be I'll just kind of gesture to all the bags I've stacked up, and I'll be like, huh? Huh? How do you like that? How do you like them apples? Literally, there's apples in one of those bags. How do you like them? <laughs> I did it. Huh? Thank you. <laughs> do, do I need to sign anything? No, I just wanted to watch you observe my work. <laughs> I created it. <laughs> Which of these best describes the sort of commitment you're prepared to give to your work? I never really stop <laughs> thinking about it. That's stop. That's it. Okay. What class in school gave you the most pleasure? <laughs> Social science, economics slash science, mm-hmm. woodshop, arts and languages. Most pleasure. We. Sex ed? No. <laughs> uh, definitely was not woodshop because <laughs> my dad had to fix a couple of my projects. <laughs> 
which my mom has whitewashed that history of because uh, it's still at our my mom's house it's a trivet yeah you, you put like a trivet. hot dish on it or yeah, whatever yeah. but i fucked it up so bad <laughs> and uh i needed to go back and start over as the other topic you know what i mean and so my dad like helped me or whatever and then like uh, and then, like, I don't know, years, a couple years ago, I was like, oh, you still have that trip? And he's like, well, of course you made it. And I'm like, no, no, I didn't. <laughs> Same with the pillow. Same you with home ec. big pillow and home I am, I sound special needs. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> Gabe has a little trouble in wood job in home ec, but. <laughs> Did you do well in the cooking? Wait, <laughs> like, didn't you make <laughs> You know what? This game sucks. You made <laughs> I did. banana cream pie with salt. <laughs> you know what? The people weren't putting salted caramel on things back then. I was ahead of that curve. Yeah, but it was a banana cream pie. <laughs> I mean, and I, I will say this. You know, it was 2007 that I made you a raspberry pie. With salt instead of sugar. I put two cups of salt in it. It's my grandma's recipe. She hated company. I was talking to my sister Kim on the phone. And I I had realized I didn't have any... um, like I did, I usually would buy pie crust. And I realized I didn't have any. So I was like, I guess I'll just make it. And I was like, is it hard? And she was like, no, there, you can't mess up a pie crust. I promise it's not that hard. And she was like, there's no way you could mess this up, Christy. <laughs> and I found a way. The raspberry salt pie. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, I it literally think you put smelled salt. wrong. I, it looked wrong. <laughs> it looked wrong. I, I, I remember people in my family eating the salted oh, banana cream pie. Oh, God. You know what? Much like Joey and friends when he ate the... The trifle? The beef trifle. Yeah, but he actually liked it. It was everyone else that didn't. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I don't... I, I do remember people. people <laughs> I also would have that memory of my, my older... We had company over. And my older brother was like in charge of making the hamburger patties <laughs> and they were fucking bowling balls i mean it was like the bun them they were around the bun looked like a derby hat do you know what i mean like <laughs> and then the guy the guy i remember the guy i think his name was gary i love the name gary but i think he, i bet they were raw in the middle i don't know he was like wow these are uh thick <laughs> Well, save room for salted banana pie. <laughs> the other thing I I always liked was so when your, <laughs> your brother was little and your parents had people over, and your dad like cashews out, and your brother sucked all the salt off of them, and so they put the bowl like up like on the counter like and set it back, and then. <laughs> little later one of the people like comes out holding the bowl eating it they're like i have never been able to find unsalted cash <laughs> these are great you just need a slobbering toddler <laughs> we just laugh at that like oh <laughs> 
uh, it's funny how my grandma used to tell this story all the time, Grandma Rutledge. <laughs> I mean, every time we ate, she would tell the story about a Thanksgiving they went to at their friend's house or whatever, and the woman came out and she dropped the turkey. <laughs> like, just like full on... Not even an expression. It sounds like an expression. Like, how'd the game go? Well, you I dropped the turkey. turkey. <laughs> <laughs> really screwed the pooch and dropped the turkey. Uh, she dropped the turkey, just like on the ground from the tray, you know, like through the swinging doors. Just, <laughs> And then she, so there's like this moment of silence. She goes, that's okay. I cooked another one. And then she picks it up, goes back through the swinging doors. And clearly brings back the same turkey, <laughs> but just like cleaned it up a little bit. Why would you? <laughs> so Evelyn at the table had to be like, "Yeah, sure." She cooked two twenty-five pound turkeys. <laughs> like it just didn't matter. You dusted it off. <laughs> Good thing I cooked a backup turkey. <laughs> uh oh. seen a saltless turkey in a long time. <laughs> this is tasty. You know, I've never had bruised turkey. clean it up cut around these <laughs> yeah but she's just like i cooked a backup like that's not a thing people do you know when no one cooks a backup turkey <laughs> no one there's no such thing as a backup turkey <laughs> People, at, I'm sure, you know, at a family function or whatever, people are like, can I help you with anything? And they're all in the kitchen. They would have seen another turkey. They would have been like, Edna, why are you cooking two turkeys? Well, I always have a backup turkey. I'm clumsy. <laughs> I've never, I've never heard this story. <laughs> just so hilarious but goes through people's minds when they panic like don't worry i cooked the day we lost Christy. Good thing I cooked a backup. <laughs> I get a backup wife in the other room. Don't even worry about it. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> Did you decide what to call Oh, us? I forgot we were doing that. Uh, what was the last Social question? Social science, economics and science, woodshop, no. art and languages. No. 
was there a history or social studies? I think that's social science. All right, I'll take social science. <laughs> okay. For 400, please, Alex. <sighs> Given the choice between working with others and working alone, what would you choose? Working with others very collaboratively, working with others but having responsibility for a particular area, working with others as long as I'm in charge, working alone always. I was just talking to you about this because I, the, the job, you know, comedy, I mean, you work in front of people, but you're, you know, it's super alone. Uh, I delivered a lot of things, which is alone. And I thought, and I was talking about if I, you know, if I have to get a real job, I have a real job, I guess, during this, but like, I'm like, I don't like what a job of retail or something. It's been so long since I've had to like deal with customers and stuff like that. But I'm like, I do not want to do that. So to me, the answer is emphatically alone. (laughs) Working alone. Webcam. Always. (laughs) What's your ideal position within an organization? I'd say backup turkey. (laughs) General workforce, white collar. Design department, general workforce, blue collar. Management. See, I'm in between because I feel like I have a blue collar personality, but no blue collar skills. Mm -hmm. Um, You have more blue or white color skills i do like what well i think you're probably better on like office work and computer work than you would be in like but i'm terrible at office work well but you're better than me. jesus christ i just realized comedy better come back i am fucked <laughs> um because i or would... management i guess you just have to go to management <laughs> i'm still gonna i'm still gonna say blue collar <clears throat> okay because that's kind of what I'm doing. Isn't like delivering things blue collar? I guess. All right. Which of these best describes your approach to your work? Lion ruling over the pride. Fish swimming downstream. What about upstream? Bull at a gate. Hummingbird flitting from flower to flower. What about sloth that just comes down to shit once a month? <laughs> Hummingbird. Bull. What were the other ones? Fish swimming downstream. Lion ruling over the pride. Fuck. Fish. Which of these would you say is your favorite aid to work? Telephone? Sketch pad? Tool belt? Computer? Tool belt's out, because I have a little trouble even fastening a tool belt. <laughs> I don't think anyone wants that in their repair person, where you're like, as soon as I get this belt figured out, I'm going to get right on that dishwasher. <laughs> it buckles on the side? A little help? You know what? I'm going to call my dad real quick. He's a master of the trivet. Um... Same Rutledge master of the truth. <laughs> Same again. Oh. Telephone, sketch pad, tool belt, computer. Computer. 
<clears throat> but I'm not. You sure, I'm not, sketch pets. Not <laughs> definitely not sketch. Man, what was the point of this quiz to make me realize I have zero skills? <laughs> it's just to help you find your career. Do you like to be in charge of other people? No, I leave people alone, and I expect the same in return. I don't mind supervising, but I don't like giving orders. No, I like equality. Absolutely, it's the way things get done best. What was the one where I don't mind being in charge, but something else? But I don't like giving orders. Yeah. I'll do it. How much part does improvisation improvisation play in the work you enjoy? Does this answer your question? <laughs> I'm scatting. That's how much improvisation I do. None at all. It's all improvisation. Some, not much. A lot. I mean, so that's, I'm going to say it's all. That's more comedy than the other things I've done in my life. Choose your ideal working environment. Outdoors. Boardroom. Public place. Studio. Oh, that's a tough one. I mean, I'm in a studio right now. <clears throat> Probably public place. Public place. Or boardroom. I mean. No. <laughs> In what way would you say your work carries over into your private slash home life? Is I it? like to think my home face and my work face are the same. I nearly always take work home. I have the same inquiring attitude at work and home. It doesn't. They're completely separate. <clears throat> Is there a category for annoying your partner about work at home? Well, that's I nearly always take work home. Hmm. But that sounds more negative than what I'm doing. All right, do it. Do you enjoy it when new ways of working are introduced to your workplace? No. I ignore them anyway. <laughs> I know the way I work best. I don't mind as long as they're sensible. No, I like regularity. I don't mind as long as I introduced them. That's the one I like. <laughs> I have a lot of ideas we should implement. Which of these best describes... This the, could be a sex quiz, by the way. ...the way you might plan for a task. I don't really plan. I like to watch things grow organically. I plan meticulously down to the last detail. I go straight in and straight in and plan as I go. I like to have a rough plan in mind before I start. Rough plan. Are you ready? Oh my god. <clears throat> oh my god. Okay. Your result. Creative endeavors. You like to make, to do, to design, to build. Whether it's using words or brick and mortar, you take pleasure from seeing your ideas come to life. I knew I shouldn't have said blue collar. You can probably work on your own. You'll be making things whatever happens, but your skills will be valuable in a variety of jobs. People can be taught all sorts of skills, but when it comes to, cre to the creative instinct, you'll let, you've either got it or you haven't. Some great... Some ideal jobs. Advertising, designer, architect, musician. I've been a musician. Architect is 100% wrong. <laughs> That's a terrible job. For me. 
unless you want to live in my shit. <laughs> uh, I think advertising I'd be good at. Yeah, you'd probably be good at what advertising. Was the other one? Designer. Mm-mm. I don't, I don't know what. So. What are you gonna design? Um, I don't know. Not trivets. <laughs> trouble with trivets. Well, you know, there's some other things. That's very vague. Mm. I thought it would spit out like I mechanic. Know. I mean, it is 365tests.com. <laughs> hmm. It was a free test, so <clears throat> you know. <laughs> Boy, it really, uh, <clears throat> really makes me realize what my prospects in the job market are if this uh, COVID doesn't go away for a long time. Yeah, architect. <laughs> Hi, I just took a test. Um, so college, no, but 365test.com. Uh, and they said I would be very creative. <laughs> and this is one of four ideal occupations for me. So... Portfolio. Yes, here's a picture of my shed that I drew. Huh? I want to see the picture you would draw of your shed. Uh, yeah, I got, I got nothing, man. I got. See, this is the problem. Is like when you drop out of high school. Mm-hmm. There's some jobs you can get to give you a good life. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean fucking costco or a grocery store or Mm -hmm. something like that but you're supposed to do those i feel like you're supposed to do those if you start those in your 20s yeah then by the time you're 46 whatever your assistant manager of produce or you've gotten raises or if you're at whatever if you work at ups you got a bunch of raises so you make but like thinking about these things at 46 yeah where it's like I don't want to start anything at 46. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <clears throat> oh, I, yeah, I can, I can. Hey, if you work hard in a few years, I don't have a few years. I'm 46, <laughs> you know. <laughs> All these jobs I can only do till my body gives out. You know what I mean? Like, and obviously the older you get, the worse that gets. But it's mm-hmm. just like, just, you know, I'm not getting a job job because I still have hope comedy will I'm still doing comedy. I'm I'm right. leaving tomorrow on a <laughs> on a road trip. Do I think it's a good idea? Probably not. But like I told you, I'm so abused by comedy that uh, even when it's physically unsafe to do so, I'm like I must obey comedy. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. But it is a little humbling to like, you know, even that. I mean, like I said, I'm delivering groceries right now, but it's mm-hmm. like, other than that, it's like, uh, so what have you been doing for the last 15 years? Uh. <laughs> well, you should try um, having been a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. I mean, that's even, I talk about, you know, like, if you look at, like, the job skills that you acquire doing this job i mean my resume would be too long to give somebody but none of it transfers into yeah. like something somebody would recognize Anytime as work a, experience a big gap of actual job jobs i think it doesn't look good yeah know. and it's just like i remember you know when i um <clears throat> when i because I've been subbing as a paraeducator, and when I got on full-time, or not full-time, I got on on the one-year contract with a job, 
I, um, I, when I did like the training and the testing and like all the, you know, the new employee stuff, I, uh, they said, you know, unless you have work experience in this field, um, from a recognized source, we don't, you start at like the bottom level pay. And I, um, I was like, oh, well, I've been, you a, keep talking, I'm getting water. I've been a substitute, you know, for eight years. And they're like, oh, that's, that doesn't count. <laughs> I'm like, wait, doing the same job I'm going to be doing. Subbing for the job you were applying for doesn't count as experience? Nope. nope. And then I was like, oh, well, I, I've been a care provider for my div- disabled brother-in-law. And I've, you know, provided respite care for him. And they're like, oh, yeah, that doesn't count either. What do they want? Um, You two well, you still have had job. a full time. Yeah, but I started at the base level of pay. Oh. Well, they just so, don't want to pay anyone. That's all. No, but I was just like, wait a minute. <laughs> so, you know, of course, anything you've learned being a stay at home mom. I mean, that's like the lowest of the low. And. Yeah. yeah, that's true. It's, uh, we're not, uh, we don't value care. Like, any care, like, provider of care, we don't value that. It's true. Um, like, look at, like, you know, your, your mom has cared for Joel as a full time job for so many years. And, like the amount of things she's had to learn and do sure. is astronomical, but it would never transfer over and people wouldn't even recognize just how hard it was unless they like stepped in for a day even. And it's just as a society, we don't place value on that. Well, yeah, I just, it's really interesting to the, look, we're doing fine. But like, as we talk about these things, like you and I are not exactly set up for this new economic reality. No. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because it's like, I don't, I have an industry that's dying or on pause or mm-hmm. whatever. And I'm not super qualified to do other things. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, that you're, when school starts, if my if the kids aren't going to school all the time well then how are you supposed to have a job because they're going to be home if you're home i can't work i mean if you're not home i can't work so it's like that it's a weird it's a tough uh it's a it's weird and i just i mean this has been the first week as i've kind of watched things happening around the world and and i i don't see how we're going to be able to have school. It does not seem to be trending that direction, does it? But because I just think like, okay, here's a scenario like Olive's in third grade. So say she's say, she, I mean, well, any of them. Well, okay, let's take the the older kids that are in 
you know, middle and high school, which are like multiple class periods a day, let's say one of their teachers comes down with COVID. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that means everybody they've been in contact with and everyone that person has been in contact with. That's a 14-day quarantine situation. Yes. And, and so if you figure one teacher in middle or high school teaches like 30, like a hot, let's say 120 students. And that's like probably a low ball estimate. But then that goes out into those students went to other classes, which I mean, so I just keep thinking, like, how the hell are we going to do this? Well, no one's doing that. No one, like, when they talked about opening things, they're like, uh, what's it called? Contact tracing. Contact tracing. No one's doing that. Yes. But in school, they are. But going, they're, they're going yet. to have to, though. No, I know, but. It... That's why, you know, all of the schools around here, um, they were told on March 12th that March 13th would be their last day of school. Um, and then we would, you know, we would go on a, they were closing down the schools to quarantine, right? But at our kids' elementary school, um, we had had a parent of one, of a student had tested positive for COVID. So they closed down the school that day. Like we didn't go back for that day because of that. And so I just think like, that's what it's going to be like. But what I think what it's going to be driven by is the teachers union. The teachers are going to say, we're not going in. Well, how many teachers are old as hell? Right. You know, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's a sloppy time. I, there's not a great solution on any. So I, yeah, I just can't, I just cannot figure out how any of this is going to work. I can't figure out well, what. Well, none of it's going to work well, but it's like, it's what choice <clears> do we have? We got to, there's no, the best option is, you know, there's even, there was like a New York Times article I tried to read, but it was behind a paywall that it was like the choice between, a job and a child and that 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 wasn't the title but that's what it was basically right, talking about right. you don't... This, this new reality it's like if you have a if you have a kid now one person doesn't get to have a career right because they're home right you know and even summer programs that people would do we never had to worry about that but it's like you know it's uh yeah it's it's a uh it's not trending well and look even these comedy shows that i have scheduled like if somebody told me they were canceled i'd be like good but it's, <laughs> I know. but i also i yeah i just i don't understand i don't know how we're gonna i don't know how we're gonna get out of this i'm just so fascinated like we shut it down to get it under control and then yeah and then we slowly reopened and it's just skyrocketing and I think if they shut things down again, like people, people are mad. They're not going to cooperate. And well, they shut 
it'll be interesting to see what happens in the places that they didn't go back to phase one, but places that was going badly, Texas, Arizona, maybe Florida. Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, no more bars. Yeah. Uh, no more movie theaters. No more. They like went back on just some of the stuff. And if that has an impact or not, the thing that's, <laughs> the thing that's bad is like, if you read about things to avoid. Yeah. Other than the larger the crowd, the more troubling it is. Mm-hmm. It's, it's basically just describing a comedy club. Yeah. You know, as far as like, mostly for the crowd, not even me, but I'm projecting, I'm yelling towards people, just shit's flying out of my mouth. You know what I mean? And it's I wouldn't like, sit in the front row at a comedy club yeah, right it's, now. Yeah, it's, uh, so it is a, oh, fuck, I don't know. So it's not, uh, it's not an easy answer, but I also... You know, like I said, what I keep going back to is like, I don't know, is it safe? Blah, blah, blah. Well, everyone who works at the comedy club is going to be there. Yeah, but they're not sitting in front, in the front row. I don't know. But, I mean, how how is what I'm doing at a comedy club more risky than what a waitress is doing at a comedy club? True. They have to go up to people. They have to, they have a mask on, but like. They're talking to people who will not have a mask on because they'll be eating and drinking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, it's, uh, I guess if that waitress or waiter had an option to do something else, mm-hmm. uh, maybe they would decide to do that. But it's also like, I don't know. It just, I don't know. I, I'm not comfortable with it, but I'm also like, there's a lot of talk on Twitter that's like, even comedians who are like acting like comics who are touring are just murderers. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, how could you even, and it's like, well, maybe we don't all have three fucking Netflix specials. I know. That's the thing. That's the thing is that people are forgetting for some of us who, who aren't salaried and guaranteed a job. Like, this is scary. I mean, who knows what's going to happen? And we are fine right now. But I always have this feeling of like, we don't know. There's no guarantee of anything for the future. And it's... Yeah, I don't... Like I said, I'm conflicted on all my decisions. But it is, it's also like that idea of like, you know, whatever's left of the economy and comedy at some point as things... You know, it's not going to be like a light switch where everything's 100% normal. I think it'll just become increasingly more normal as the whatever vaccines and treatments get better. And, you know, it's a long process. But I don't know whenever it is, even if it's three fucking years from now. Yeah. uh, Yes, I still want to do comedy. Right. It's a thing I'm great at. And we it's, just learned in the test. <laughs> yeah, we, we just saw my job skills. I it's know. not looking I mean, good out there. We know what you're supposed to do. Uh, <laughs> I'm supposed to be a hilarious architect. <laughs> <laughs> or a designer. <laughs> but I'm, it might be stupid, but when, when I'm already working, like, like, look, the stuff I'm doing this weekend is like Northwest casinos and like a one-nighter and it's, it's not exactly what I'm talking about, but I work a ton of comedy clubs where if you look at, here's here, who's here, this is who's here this month. Yeah. And it's three famous people. And if they're not famous people to, not household names, but still like people with a following, people with 
tons of credits, people with a giant podcast, people who are in movies, and me. Mm-hmm. So it's like I'm already barely hanging. The only reason I'm there is because I'm so goddamn funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yes. it's like it's to just tap out of comedy now. Mm-hmm. I'm like, will they still be there when I feel like it's safe to come back again? Mm-hmm. You know, I've been working in these loony bin comedy clubs for a decade, four of them every year. These mm-hmm. good paying things that have been you know, it's been great. Every time I book one, I'm like, that's a good week. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I've been doing it for, like I said, four weeks a year for a decade. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so do I want to fly to Little Rock, Arkansas three weeks from now? Not really. But if I bail on that guy, what's it going to cost me? Right. I know. And that's the hard part. Yeah. It's like you have to think about when this comes back. And the other side of that is that club that I'm worried about them not booking me might not be open. A lot of places aren't going to be open. It's already started. Yeah, one place already closed. More than one, but like one that I worked is already done in Boise. And it's like, um, I just don't see how that's not going to just happen everywhere. They've already been closed three months or open a Mm -hmm. partial thing and they might get shut down again and there's just i don't see how it's gonna do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i don't see how it's 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 literally going to be the last thing right to come back yeah besides like major sporting events with a full crowd right so and even those are outdoors yeah a lot of them not Not like basketball basketball. but but you know so it's i'm like well i have to keep my place and then i'm like keep my place in what a fucking avalanche that's falling off of a cliff right now. But it's now. all you know. So I know. You... It's all I know. It was never a good idea to do comedy, and it still isn't, so that feels <laughs> oddly familiar to me. This right, was a it's... terrible idea since I started it, and it's a terrible idea now, but I just, all I know how to do is keep going. And I'm yeah. not trying to get work. I'm not even busy. The next two weeks I'll be doing comedy, and then it, but it's, you know, I haven't had anything else this month. So it's not like, oh, I'm just constantly working and I'm emailing people. There's, you know, most of comedy is shut down right now. But when someone offers me something and I'm like, you know, just to be frank about it, like I'm going to make the next few weeks, I'm going to make like $1,000 plus each week. Mm -hmm. And I will not make that working more than full time delivering groceries. I will not, you know. No. So, yeah. But do I need $1,000 to survive right now? No, I don't. You're on unemployment. You know. Yeah, but we're going to. I know. I mean. I know. But so it is. It is. a. You know what? This has gotten too serious. I think this is what we need to do. This made me laugh. Um, <laughs> I was going to make me laugh. <clears throat> I don't think anything can make me laugh as hard as a backup. Yeah, you had your moment. <laughs> I cooked another one. <laughs> don't worry. I've got a backup turkey. <laughs> Did she say backup turkey? (laughs) Uh, This made me laugh hard. Trump had a rally in... What's the place where they carve presidents in the mountains? Mount Rushmore. Oh, yeah. Uh, And not well well attended. You know what I mean? It wasn't uh, wasn't that well attended. No. Um, I mean, North Dakota's not well attended. There's... No one lives there. It's like 82 people there. (laughs) Uh, But they had a military band. 
Yeah. And this reminded me of a lot of things. It reminded me of Christian rock. It okay. reminded me of fun youth pastors. And it also reminded me of doing corporate gigs and bombing. Okay. <laughs> so I am going to really high tech just play this. But just imagine a, a bald, well, shaved head military guy in like military white dress uniform. Mm-hmm. And he's singing Bruno Mars Uptown Funk. <clears throat> They're dancing. Yes, they're dancing. But are they're not playing? The other people aren't playing instruments. No, they're just playing instruments. They're just dancing in the front. They're with a band. Okay. 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 And this this part made me laugh even harder. And again, this guy is selling it so hard. Oh yeah, they're like got dance moves, but and they're not good. No, it's not no good. But okay. this part made me laugh the hardest because at one point, uh, oh man, did I lose it? He uh, he he does like a call and response thing with the crowd who okay. is barely even there. By the uh, way, town funky hook. Ah shit! I messed. I lost my uh. I lost my link. Okay, here we go. So this part, this clip is, uh, it's him doing the call and response. No, it's it. Like this. He said, I like this. So he goes, There's I know no he, one in the you can hear that very well. So he goes, up, down, funk you up. And then he's like, he, he holds the mic out for like them to sing. It's dead silent. There's like four people. There's six people who look like they're eating hot dogs or some <laughs> shit. And he's like, I like that. Let's keep it going. And that's what reminded me of bombing at a corporate gig. You just have to keep the energy going. That's what I said to you when I saw this poor, whatever, Lieutenant, Lieutenant Funk or whatever his name is. <laughs> Is I was like, that's the equivalent of me. I say this all the time to you. If I'm doing bad at a corporate gig, oh, yeah. I go, hey, who here's been married the longest? <laughs> <laughs> that's how you know I am eating my own balls. Is if I say to a crowd, who's been married the longest? Because you're just killing time. You go, 22 years? That's pretty good. Who's got, who? someone can be 22. Look, that guy looks pretty old. You still married, sir? Like 42, 42 years? People start clapping. I'm like, that's gr- what this guy's. But what's 50 the point d- of that? Is there a joke about it? I have jokes about marriage, but the point is you're killing time and you're getting you're engaging the audience into something that's not them ignoring your punchlines. You know, whatever. At the end of it, I can go. I've been married uh, t- 23 years. How long have we been married? <sighs> 22 and it will be 23 on the 19th we'll see a lot can happen i am only making you one turkey (laughs) it's fine i got a i got a backup wife i've just been (laughs) keeping her on ice for 22 years (laughs) but that when he's like up down down, down, and i don't even know what he was saying and then he's like he holds it to the ground it's nothing first of all the people there were 190 and they live in north dakota they're not bruno (laughs) mars fans they're like huh (laughs) <laughs> you know what i mean it's well, like i like how every every time pump, pump, trump does something publicly another like musician comes out 
and like <laughs> expresses their disgust. Yes, Donald please Trump stop using, using my song. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, the part that reminded me of the youth path, youth pastor part is it's just like you don't. Well, first of all, the the band was solid as fuck. That band sounded great. Yeah. The brass and everything, mm-hmm. but it's just like you don't. It's like hey, just. Just because, just because I'm a lifelong military member doesn't mean I'm not cool. And you're like, actually, kind of does. Yeah. Kind of yeah. does. You're uh, not cool. Don't worry. Uh, but, but yeah, that had real like, had, oh, it had real so like, oh, bad. just because I love the Lord doesn't mean I don't like to get down. Up, down. <laughs> <laughs> you know who I think is funny? The King of Kings, our Lord and Savior. You know who else is uptown? <laughs> Jesus takes us all the way uptown, and you'll never come downtown. We are uptown for life, walking on streets of gold, uptown, funk you up. Like, oh, wow. We are going to funk it up there. Like, all that, all that that military guy needed while he sang was, like, one studded earring. Oh, God. Just to let yeah, people know. Yeah, but you know. couldn't do that in the military. No, you certainly can't. I mean, th- I mean, the way they even tuck their pants in in the military is, like, so... It's creased so in a perfect amount and, and you know what i mean it's just like you don't get to sing fun songs dude no no <laughs> i mean you should sing like the national anthem or something but not like you know proud to be and my god some some military people recorded like themselves singing proud to be an american and my mom has <laughs> sent it to me in every possible way she has emailed it to me she has texted it to me she has facebook (laughs) messaged it to me she has posted it on facebook and tagged me she has texted it in a group and she thinks it's so great and i'm just like okay just the fact that you're so into it tells me i'm not going to watch it it's terrible (laughs) that song is awful it is Awful. Proud to be an American is such an awful, awful song. Oh, God. <laughs> and then, especially the part where they go, and I'll proudly stand mm. up next to her. And you look at the crowd and you're like, literally half of you are unable to stand up. <laughs> so if we are attacked, we're in deep shit right now. <laughs> oh, God, I hate that song. I hate that song so much. The only thing I like about, I don't like it, but the only thing, like, with your mom sending that or the people who think that song's awesome or like the simplicity of your mind. I know. To just be like, America's great. This is the best country ever. And don't get me wrong. I think there's many great things about America. <laughs> but it's just like that idea of just accepting every lie you're told. Right, right. Seems very freeing to me. Right. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> just like, it is the greatest country in the world. We are going to make America great again. We are... <laughs> we are Take Trump out of it. Any political thing. Just that <laughs> idea of like, and this, our greatest people look light on a shining hill, thousand points. Same bullshit from every president. Right, right. So it's like just that idea of like, no matter how your personal life is going, no matter how the, the country's going, you the world is so going. You just pride in You're it. just like, yeah, fuck yeah, we did it. And I just have none of that. Yeah. But I don't have that for anything. But I like, would also see, uh, no. I don't either, but I want it in everything. I want it to be like, <laughs> I like when the when the Mariners are playing. Sometimes uh, I I get really into them, and then I almost get embarrassed that I'm like, well, I'm a loser. I'm just watching these <laughs> other people with talent 
But like, I don't want to think that. I want to just immerse myself right. in it. I want to get a right. Mariner's tattoo on my fucking neck. I want to, I don't really, but you know what I mean? It's like <laughs> just that idea of like, even like, I don't know, someone with a Winnie the Pooh tattoo on their ass who just, or a, a <laughs> Mickey Mouse because they're so into Disneyland as an adult. And I find it personally secondhand embarrassing to even look at them. But I'm like, they don't give a fuck. I no. walk around giving a fuck. All the time, no, I give a I fuck. I wish I didn't. I just, I want to wake up thinking this is the greatest country that God ever blessed. And... <laughs> but I will say on the other side, uh, fellow libs, there's, of course, there's a, so many atrocities this country has done. But like, there's no country with the, without blood on their flag. No, right. This I, this idea that every other country is amazing and America is the most racist place in the world is like no, right? The, mm, uh, no, you ever no. met an Australian? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, the, no. You, you know, it's it, it's that part of it is interesting too, where it's just like, or even the way that we talk about the way this country talks about Native Americans is so bizarre because. Totally fucked as a people, genocide, of course, of course. But the way that people talk about them now as if they were supernatural angelic beings who just floated above the earth and they never had conflict. You know, a lot of them were matriarchal. A lot of people don't know that about Native. <laughs> and it's just like they were still shitty people. Everyone's <laughs> shitty. Just because they got defeated and wiped out doesn't we mean... Were bullies <laughs> yes we because we don't do that like we either make something all good or all bad we do not have a middle <laughs> yeah that's exactly right and i think i feel like we struggle we struggle with that and even black lives matter a little bit we're like we we have to see everyone as human beings there's good and bad and everyone and it's not right do, do you know what i mean like like people are like well i i like the marching i don't like the looting yeah we all like the marching and hate the looting what do you know what i mean like <laughs> i love a protest that turns to looting that's the only as, one I as want. if there's any black lives matter leader who's like oh and don't forget to throw bricks through windows because that's <laughs> yeah. part of you know what i mean it's like what are we even talking you about? got a backpack full of bricks all right you're good to go <laughs> but yeah it's like <laughs> it's not equality if you have a black coworker. And every time they walk in the room, you're like, hi, how are no, you? No, it's not. I see you, my Nubian friend. Or whatever. Right. You know what I mean? It's not equality to it's treat not. people like you're they're not human. You're doing the opposite. Yeah. And, and so that's, it's really, it's a weird, I'm so, I'm certainly no expert, but it, it does, it, it, to like. Uh, it's an interesting thing. And it can't be comfortable for a black person. <laughs> no. Do you no, know what I mean? It has to be it can't be fun for a black person to have a white friend who's always reminded them of historical atrocities their own people have suffered. I am so sorry that we did. You know what I mean? If like, what? Just if, treat me like a regular person. If Becky yeah. at the office is like, well, I just read that, uh, you, you know, Jim Crow laws were almost as bad as slavery. I was reading about that the other night and this is like, <laughs> shut the fuck up and let me eat my lasagna. You know what I mean? Like, I get 30 minutes for lunch. I don't want to learn about your journey. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's that, it's that weird thing. Of like, we can't, uh, we, you know, even gay people, love is love. Well, not always. <laughs> <laughs> we, um, 
Gay people are more in love than straight people. We we don't know how to deal with our guilt. And I also think we don't understand how to make living amends. Like the best sure. amends you can make to another person are to change your behavior, to change yourself. Like make a change and put it into your life and do it. That is the best thing. And I, I think we don't know how to do that. We want the instant gratification, the instant, oh my God, do you know what I learned? And the other person to be like, you are forgiven for everything white people have ever done. You well, know, and I, it, even that idea of I don't need anyone to forgive me for something. Yes, I benefit from some bad things that have happened but like i you and i were not there you can acknowledge your white privilege or whatever you want to call it without feeling like you personally bought a slave I know. do you know what I, I mean like i mean that's i don't know it's it's a very it's a very look when when all these protests started i do feel like white america was like yeah that actually makes a lot of sense <laughs> I mean, we all knew it. We all walked around with like, and you know, and so did black people. We mm -hmm. we we know these things. So it's it 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 is like a um, you know, I wish it was called something else because I think if you say white privilege, you're like, I was born in a fucking trailer park. I never had anything. I yeah, never. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it puts you on the defensive right away. Right. But if you, I'm sorry, you're kind of dumb if you don't think it, it doesn't exist. Oh, right. You know. <laughs> if 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 the black kid also in the trailer park next to you, if you feel like you didn't have a little bit up on that person, you're not being honest with yourself. Right. You know right. what I mean? Right. And so it is, uh, it's, uh, you know, and also white people get hung up on fucking, I tried to get whatever. I tried to get hired. I could do it. I, be, I no one's looking for my voice in show business right now. Mm -mm. You know, so I could be like, oh, fucking... Yeah, You know, and people do that. Oh, I tried to get hired. They said it'd be easier if I was black. Well, who fucking cares? You know, it's it's <laughs> it's the only, like, it's just such a weird thing because it's like, well, you think you, that's one arena, but imagine if like the color of your skin would make like 99% of the things in your life have been easier. And yeah. And it's like reparations. We can't, the tiny amount of reparations is like, hey, we should have an equal representation of people who we hire that amount of reparations was not met with, you know, and I know there's problems with it. And I know, you know, it's right. it's like there's it's hard to talk about generational wealth when you don't feel like you have any money. But I know. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's uh, if you look at the disparity between it's very what white people make and black people make. It's pretty shocking. We as a society are not very good at looking outside of ourselves. We only look at how we are affected or what our journey has been. And we're not very good at looking at other people's journeys. And I think part of it is because so many people, they want to be seen. They feel invisible. They feel their struggle has been invisible. And so there's like that, like, competition to be seen like look at me look at me acknowledge like look i have struggled i've struggled so much for this please look at it and so then when somebody's like hey 
yeah, you have struggled, but this person has struggled even more. They're like, well, fuck that. You know, it just feels so dismissive. And we're not, we are not, as a society, we are not team players. No. We are very much the I. And it's hard. That's why it's hard for anything to stay focused because it's like even, you know, um, even, you know, three weeks into Black Lives Matter protests, it was like, um, it was like, and also this is a trans battle too. And this is, and they're like, okay, yes, hmm. of course it is. But can we fucking stay focused? Yeah, let's just do can one we, thing at a time right now. Can we stay focused right now? <laughs> Things are actually changing. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, it's, it's, um, can the message of let's change the police and all the, gen- you know, anyway, it's, I'm not shitting on any black trans people i'm sure you have a very difficult life as well but i'm just like there's no focus of message whatsoever <laughs> it's like here's a problem and then it's everyone else going i also uh, i got a problem yeah, too. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? and so totally. it is it's uh it is hard to uh you know what i i think this could probably be uh better summed up by a lieutenant funk Yeah. Okay. I like this. I like this. I like this. I like zero response. (laughs) That's what I was actually going for. (laughs) Oh, I'm falling asleep over here. So are our listeners. Uh, If you would like to support this podcast financially and not just with your ears, you could become a Rutledge Reveler. I mean, maybe you enjoyed this podcast, maybe you didn't, but wouldn't it be more interesting if you'd paid for it? Probably. Uh, <laughs> you can go to the uh, episode notes, click on support this podcast for as little as 99 cents a month. You can receive the exact same product that people who listen for free get, but be more connected to it. Totally. Uh, or go to RutledgeRadio.com, click on support this podcast. Uh, thank you very much, by the way, for all the people who've done that. We are up to $1.2 million a month. Oh, my God. I didn't want to tell you. I didn't want to ruin it. $1.2 million a month? Wait, I'm rereading the check. 0.01. Is that <laughs> 0.0? It's something. We make some money from it. It's fun. <laughs> um, I can't believe no yawning sorry i just keep thinking about it it's okay because i cooked a pack. <laughs> who has two pans that could fit a turkey who has, i mean you, especially think about you literally okay. have to buy a pan when you make a turkey half the time your grandma died in like 1990 ish right yeah. okay so this happened Probably 20 years before. Like, think about what the size ovens were at that time. Who could put two turkeys in it? <laughs> <clears throat> like, just to, just to, that would, I mean, just to dump a turkey on the ground. Can you imagine the splat it would make? <laughs> Although it was probably the 70s, that could have been a carpeted Shag. kitchen. Shag. <laughs> Do you remember, have you ever gone to a bathroom with carpet? Like a <laughs> shake? And you're like, so oh, gross. God. So it's gross. just like a sea forest down there. <laughs> uh, but like, I mean, just, just that, sp- just the, and then everyone's like, oh, 
okay? <laughs> I have a backup turkey. I'll be right back. <laughs> what? That's not a That's, thing. What? Can you imagine? And it's also done? Okay. <laughs> Nobody noticed. Like, <laughs> let's say you rinse off the turkey. <laughs> Maybe you want to dry it. So drying it with like paper towels, inevitably little bits of paper towel are going to get stuck to it. I bet she didn't do shit to it. <laughs> he picked a few pairs. <laughs> Good thinking, Martha. Martha, like, don't drop this one because if I, I'm guessing you don't have a third backup turkey. <laughs> so all, you know what I mean? Tight grip on that son of a bitch. He had to go along with it. Nobody could be. Well, like, that's a smart thing to do. Bob, for Christmas, I'm going to cook two turkeys. They couldn't be like. I mean, what were they? They couldn't be like. No, you don't. <laughs> that would be great if someone did that. Someone just stands up like, this is bullshit, Martha. Did not cook two turkeys. I'm sick of your lies. I mean, they had to like probably spend the whole time. Like, that was so smart that you did that. I what a great idea. I would have liked to passive aggressively brought it up the rest of the night. Like, hey, do you mind if I throw this pie against the wall? I'm assuming you have a backup. <laughs> All right. Thanks for being here. And remember, you can't unlisten. <laughs> We're the Rutledges. Rutledges. We're the Rutledges. Rutledges. We're the Rutledges. We've got a podcast.